fucking magician. And magic comes from pain. Trying to tell you, you are not alone here. You love magic. Is it in your soul? Want me to come to Philly with you? Send you an epic quest. It's just a promise, motherfucker. Hold up, did I watch the wrong episode again? Poached eggs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Usually I put, I say which episode of season five we saw. Oh, oh, Because I recorded Be the Penny before all the episodes with Hyman just happened. So... That's that's pretty sweet. That's a nice little. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to put a like I I think I say it in the episode. I'm gonna have to re-listen to it to make sure like because we talk about like was I my murdered? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? Well, I mean, now we know. Like, <laughs> and not anymore. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we we had this whole discussion, and then yeah, the episode happened. So I'm like, oh. Okay, I'm gonna have to revisit that episode. Uh, <laughs> all right, so thank you very much. Uh, is you want me to use Chase? Yeah, Chase or... works. Okay, so thank you very much, Chase, for replacing at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry they couldn't make it, and I mean, I guess you guys have to deal with my obnoxious ass today, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, the other person, like, and their kid got sick, and they were at the hospital, and they're like, is it okay if I cancel? I'm like, dude, yes. Oh, no, feel better, yeah. small child. Ooh. The other, yeah, like, prayer. Uh, so I, I, I reached to you, and the cap lock I got was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to be. I'll try to be a good replacement for you. Um, I promise. I'll try not to say something too uh, nuts. <laughs> so uh, this week's theme is about time. Do you have any story? I mean, I have a lot of stories about time. I don't know. Like, I, how? Like, do you want like the basic? Do you want like deep and philosophical? I don't know. Um, Whatever you want to say, honestly. The worst thing I've like. Have you noticed that, like, it's different if you have to, like, wait for something about whether or not, like, you get a job or you get a whatever? It's literally the most harrowing thing in your entire life. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you have to wait a day or, like, a month to figure out if you get it. It just, Mm -hmm. it is the worst feeling. (laughs) Yep. I'm, uh, right now I'm waiting for, um, I I reapplied to school. Oh, good, good, good. And I'm waiting for the approval because, like, it's a lower, like, it's CEGEP. You don't, you don't have that in the in the U.S. It's between university and high school. We have yep, a two yep, yep, years, yep. Uh, two or three years programs where uh, we learn stuff, and um, that's where we get crazy and doesn't cost as much. So you know, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I applied for CEGEP, and like, I'm gonna get it because like, all you needed was a high school diploma, and I'm like, here, my two university. <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. get it but like even if I know I'm gonna get it like 
is it it's is so it... long yeah and you're like that's the other thing even if you're guaranteed it your brain is like well what if <laughs> exactly <laughs> i know there's a word i don't know it in in uh, what the language there's a word for the feeling of when you look at the window when you wait for someone oh that do- that sounds that sounds like japanese let's google that totally sounds like or like Dutch. It's Inuit. Oh, it's, I got it wrong. <laughs> it's it's Sugarpok. I'm gonna sh- show it to you, and you're gonna try to um, say it too, so we both butcher it. Yeah, Iksuarpok. That's a cool like. That's just a cool like arrangement of letters in general. Iksuarpok. I, I don't know, man. A feeling of edgy anticipation that make you, makes one keep looking out the window to see if an expect visitor is coming up the path. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful... That's... Why does Let's English have... Yeah. Let's appropriate a new word, you know? Let's, <laughs> let's, not... <laughs> let's bring it back. Let's make it a trend. Let's make it the new, like... I guess YOLO is not cool anymore, but let's make it the new YOLO. It's it's beautiful, and I think like it shows that like you said that longing, that time mm-hmm. of like, are they there? Are they there yet? Are they there yet? <laughs> I, I have like vivid memory yeah. of like my childhood, like with looking at the window. I have vivid memory of that. Yeah, and yeah, I think like most most people do have that. Like at least there's at least one point in somebody's life where they have been like so excited to either like see somebody or like see something. They just keep looking. It's like a yeah. a watched pot never boils scenario. The more you look, the longer it seems to take. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, time is complicated, and uh, basically what I did is I used all the the keys um, abilities and put them in different episodes that they're not like that's not where we get them. Oh, you clever. And uh, time, I was like, oh, that's going to be... It's fucking hard. Mm. First of all, just in general, so much shit happens in this episode. Like, Oh, my God. It's, uh, the 30-second recap will be a, a mess. Yeah, I was trying to take, like, just little, like, cliff notes so I didn't, like, forget key things during the 30-second thing. And I was like, this is... Fuck, this is a page. This should not be a page long. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Everything yeah. happens so much. That's it. That's the magicians. <laughs> well, I feel like from usually from like season five, five and down, shit happens, and then there's like episode nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, and Most then it's just like shit on another cosmic level, and you're like, okay, uh, what? <laughs> well, that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just kind of left going, okay, Wait, yeah. <laughs> So speaking of 30 second recap, are you ready? No, but let's do it. Uh, uh, all right. And uh, wait, am I going first or are you going first? Uh, you're gonna go first. Okay, I'm good. Okay, okay. Yes. Ready? Okay. Yes. Go. Okay. So, um, Elliot and Margot and Q and uh, I think Poppy. Yeah, Poppy's there. Um, they go back to find Alice, just like out, and she's all like foaming and stuff. And it turns out. Uh, Alice's body is like rejecting Julia's magic, so Julia's got to take it back. So she's got to go to the McAllisters, which are those fucking asshole family. And then um, Julia gets magical cocaine that's from like a magical creature that'll like make you do cool shit and get magic back again. But like Alice just completely dips. 
Um, and then she overhears from. Uh, I didn't even get even remotely close. Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, the 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 earth side was really well. That's my turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, on Fillory, basically, they were like, "Oh, we're we we uh, we're gonna kidnap Egg and Fen and hide it from Fen and and Frey, but Fen and Frey were gonna discover it, and Frey was and we would be like fucking pissed." And they were like, "Okay, let's exchange a bathtub. That way, everyone in Fillory will see us." And the 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 fairy queen is like, "What?" And and Margot is like, "Yeah, we're gonna do Easter eggs." And the fairy queen is like, "I don't know what Easter is." And then they save Katie. Oh yeah, they save Katie too. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, we totally forgot to tell about Penny and Katie. And yeah, that was Victoria. a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, y'all, a lot happens. So uh, we fell at 30 second recap and it's okay. We were, like, we were like, let's do the B and C plot instead of, you know, the actual key plot. <laughs> but that, that, the key plot is kind of boring. It's just so uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who do you want to talk first? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's do the let's do the thing that we haven't touched on. Let's do the main. Let's do the big okay. boy first. <laughs> so, uh, well, it starts with uh, Poppy and Quentin uh, coming back from the ship and meeting Elle and Margot. Yeah. Uh, and- side note: Quentin just not about Poppy gives me life. <laughs> it's so funny because Poppy, like uh, in the book, he dates Poppy. Yeah, and she's like super Australian and like really and she's cute. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and that Poppy, Quentin is like, mm. and I am, and also I fucking hate Poppy in the show. Fuck Poppy! <laughs> I think the only reason why I don't hate show Poppy is because she was introduced just as I finished the first book, so like I hadn't met the other Poppy before. Mm. And I think that's the only reason where I'm like, oh yeah, they're just two different characters instead of well, being I like, what? Her, I find her obnoxious, selfish. Oh, absolutely. Uh, backstabbing. She do- she doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. I I love characters with very few redeeming qualities for the most part. I mean, obviously some exceptions, but like the messier you can be, the more I'm like, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Like, I cannot for like I like. Loki from uh, Marvel event, uh, Marvels. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Loki, and he's not a redeemable character. And yet I fucking hate Poppy. Hmm. Because Poppy pretends to be your friend. And oh, pretends to be yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's like the cutoff for you, personally? Yeah. It's like, if you're a villain, be a villain. Sure. Sure. I, lo- I love, I love shady, shady, morally shady characters. Like, DJ is my favorite character from Star Wars, and he shows up for, like, five fucking seconds in The Last Jedi. Yep. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I got track. so mad about him. Anyway, <laughs> I hate the last, last, uh, the ending of the last one. Um, I even... Fucking it, they're normative kiss. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's no, it's be fine. Okay. I haven't even seen it. I'm like, nah, I'm good at Star Wars. I'm, I'm okay with Star Wars. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of Star Wars. Sure, uh, sure. But the ending, everything was perfect until they have to put, like, a fake romance for no reason. Sure. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's going to be my Star Wars podcast or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Star Salt, the Star Wars podcast. Salt War. Um, so, yeah, and, uh, like, I like that, like, uh, Clinton is like, oh my god, like, your, your, your bunny, I don't know if your bunny had anxiety, 
or but it's he sounded anxious which like i love you quentin um <laughs> that that implies like that implies the theory of uh bunnies having like instead of just like i mean i'm sure they just have the raspy voice but that implies them having like solid personalities which just it opens the door for so much like what like can you if you know a bunny they're i think they're a ball of fluff and anxiety sure (laughs) (laughs) they're so nervous like bunnies are like praise they're not like dogs and cats who like chill out for them to chill out they have to be really relaxed what if you like what if you send a bunny that's like totally innocuous and then they like read it in an anxious voice and it sounds like the end of the world like what just happened i guess but like or like you get a grumpy bunny and you try to send something sarcastic and you just wind up starting a fucking fight with somebody so texting yeah no there we go (laughs) it it really is texting (laughs) um and uh like the things like you said like yeah things are dire because they have hostages and that's what i i kind of wrote is like time is of the essence in this episode oh yeah you gotta move like if we don't move now things won't happen yep yeah like between the eggs the whole egg thing uh just poppy and quentin breaking breaking quote unquote because they fail at it <laughs> uh mm-hmm. breaking them out of breaking katie out of the institution yeah and even like when they found alice after that uh um julia said go get the key while you can yeah yeah, and, and then let me care of Alice. even before that, if Julia hadn't showed up conveniently plot wise five seconds before Alice <laughs> was gonna yeah. take let that guy bite her, then like yeah, yeah, that would have been done so. But that's the thing, like then they they like they go meet Penny and try to convince him to do the the bookworm, which mm-hmm. I love. I love the pun, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Poppy say, okay, I'm going to help you with Victoria and talk to her if and only if I get to be in the quest. Yeah. No, Knowing what she did, and she's the reason why they have to do that quest. Oh, absolutely. That This whole will thing is Will you have let her in? Will you have let her in? I don't know if I would have. Me, personally? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I would be too lazy to try to save all of magic, and I would just kind of panic and then sleep, probably. So... Yeah. But if I was, let's say I'm somehow actually heroic and actually a good person, um, I don't know. It, it's the lesser of two evils. It's also like you gotta trust. You gotta trust the evil you know, right? Or whatever that phrase is. Oh yeah, like like at it, the very least, you can count on Poppy to probably probably fuck you over, and you could kind of have a guess on how she's gonna do it. Yeah, like and at least I knew you were gonna backstab me. Yeah, instead of another variable. Also, I don't think they had much of a choice. Which blows. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think if they had time, they wouldn't have to take Poppy. Oh, yeah, there would have been a total workaround. Absolutely. Like, if they had well, even, like, a couple days, like... <laughs> yeah, I, and I think, once again, it's the time aspect that made them be like, okay, whatever, like, cut. Yeah, and it's and, pretty much a heist, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that Poppy knew it and used it. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, she saw that opportunity and just went. He's a master manipulator. Yeah, oh yeah, she's very aware of what she's doing, like, all the time. Oh yeah, they're going to um, to see Victoria, and Victoria is like, nope, fuck you, bitch, you slept with Josh while I was sleeping. And, <sighs> well, I have a lot of things. 
first, it's not the first, it won't be the last time that Josh was gonna sleep cheat on his girlfriend which i have a big problem i i'm so mad oh my i am the world's number one josh stan like i fucking love that guy but like keep it in your pants and i was yeah. like oh he's with marco maybe he's like actually learned his lesson in this character growth thing and i was like oh no no there it is you dick <laughs> like at, in season five we're gonna see that it's not about josh it's it, it's just a problem. It's not the two girls. The two girls don't fight. No, which Margo I really gets, liked. Yeah. Margot gets uh gets fan like she get why she did it. Mm. Yeah. In this in this one, it's Poppy and and uh, Victoria fighting, and it's never about what Josh did. No, I think next I mean, to Tango. <laughs> yeah, I think like specifically with Poppy, uh, and especially like later on in the episode when she bangs quentin to stop him from just like spiraling oh, I, have, I have a lot of things to it's about just it's it, it's kind of like it's not proof but it's kind of insinuated that like that's most likely i assumed that was most likely like the sort of scenario she took just to sleep with josh yeah sort of thing but the thing is she don't own her fuck up she was like oh you're still about that it's over girl <laughs> whoops i water under the bridge <laughs> exactly yeah. and victoria is like no no, like, even if we almost both died, fuck you. Yeah. We were, like, friend, and you backstabbed me. Yeah. As a so side note, Victoria's just really, really pretty. That actress is gorgeous. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and the thing is, like, I, I just feel that, like, Poppy was like, yeah, whatever, because, like, there are some people that their me mechanism is to, like push away the guilt yeah and yeah. then like i think deep down she knows and she act like she doesn't care who poppy yeah maybe i don't know i haven't really given that much thought i can totally see that though because like I, I like i feel poppy knew she fucked up with victoria oh absolutely and but also introducing the fact that she backstabbed victoria or like okay she's gonna backstab anyone not just people she don't know at quentin yeah, Poppy, Poppy is a very ambitious character, and ambition in itself is not a bad trait. It's good to be ambitious. I think it's good to have a little bit of ambition in you, but when it is too much, when Professor X breaks that vial, when they're making you, or whatever that Powerpuff Girls uh, theme song is, and there's, like, too much ambition, yeah. it's, like... Well, that's ooh. why I think in Harry Potter, Slytherin is seen as a bad house. I'm a Slytherin. And I say that while wearing. I was about a to say shirt. you are Honda wearing a Gryffindor shirt. <laughs> uh, because that's because my parents say, "Oh, Harry Potter." Let's give it to Catherine, not understanding what house bride is, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a laundry day, so I'm wearing a Harry Potter shirt. They mean well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but like I'm a Slytherin, and everyone was like, "Why? It's a bad house." It's not. It's just ambition can be destructive. Yeah, I mean anything can be destructive. If so it's way and too much. Yeah, exactly. But I think ambition ambition does get a bad rep because a lot of people that are ambitious are too too ambitious. Yeah. Like Poppy or um uh what's his fuck? Uh not was it Garrett, the head librarian. Emmett. Yes. Emmett. Emmett. Thank you. The one that was a like brr. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's another case of like my dude. Slow down, dial it back. <laughs> well, that's a, a, a show that knowledge can be poisoned too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. After uh, 
after uh, Victoria say no, I don't want to help you, they give her the key, and Penny say you owe me that. And I find it's a cheap shot. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know what it is with I'm Penny, not Penny especially, but like Penny does it a lot this this uh, this season. But like the the cast and the characters are just like. Ooh, no, let me fall on this sword for you. Ooh, like, it's well, just... Well, Penny has this tendency, even Katie later on, when we're gonna, like, she calls him on that. Yeah, it's always, you owe me, or now I owe you, and it's like, or we could have, like, a normal relationship where we're just friends and there's no need to call anything even, like... I think the only relation he has like that is with Katie. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, you're right. <laughs> We're both looking in the distance right now. <laughs> yeah, that was that awkward silence, which is great when you're podcasting. Just just a yeah. big thing of silence. No, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, uh, Arjun and Lev explained that Penny come from the foster system. Oh. Oh, and hey, I, yeah, that scans and track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that explained his idea of, like, owing, I think. Sure. Like th- this idea of bartering and like I do something for you, you do something for me, because that's all he knows. Yeah, I mean, like that it makes sense because that's the way he sees the world. He kind of sees it as like not necessarily like transactions, like money, but a series of like, okay, uh, you've stuck your neck out for me when there's no reason. Either what's the catch or um, what do I owe you, kind of thing, which is sad. Well, like it, when you think about it, um, the f- the fairies are the same. Yeah. Because when Julian's gonna help them, Fairy Queen is like, I don't get what you're helping, you don't owe us anything. Mm-hmm. I it, just as a sidebar, I think I mentioned this before, but like I love fairies, I love Seelies because of that whole like it is my jam. I know people are like, oh, I'm a little tired of fairies, but I'm like, fuck people it. over. <laughs> the magician made me fall back in love with the fairies. Yeah. They I complicify just... it to me in a way I met, I didn't see before. I just, I just love the, oh, there's a, I love monkey paw scenario. Monkey's paw scenarios, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, and then we learned that um, Victoria is recruited by Ariette. Yes. To, um, to help her uh, defeat the library. And I have the, what does Victoria, how did they call Victoria? Like, what does she, she get from that? I don't know. I, again, sidebar, I could watch a whole spin-off of Harriet fighting against the library from like this season. Oh, yes. I would watch an entire miniseries of that. Um, I don't know. I think maybe this is just pure guesswork because Victoria is such a minor character, but like maybe she's just trying to find her place and trying to be like, hey, what to do what am I gonna do now that I am back from from Fillory and all of that shit has happened to me. I kind of want to find my own place and maybe Harriet kind of swooped in and was like, Well, you're a traveler, that's cool. Mm, like the library using Traveler. Yeah, like, you know how they kept Fillory all... Not the library, necessarily, but, like, you know how Fillory was all hush-hush? What if you could, like, give more information, so... Well, if people knew about Fillory, they might have known where she was. Yeah, yeah! So maybe that happened. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, or Victoria could have just been, like, a, a freedom fighter in the beginning. We don't know. That's true. We don't know. I kind of like my theory, my idea, though. Yeah, me too. It makes for more drama, and I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, and then they're going to save Katie. It took me a moment to see, like, why do they go save Katie? And it's kind of sad that it's not because it's our friend. But yeah. At the same time, but at the same time, I don't know if it was with Rue or with another character. It was in, in episode four. I was saying how Katie needed to be there. What do you mean? Katie needed help. Do you Katie think... Need, oh, needs definitely. Help and, and she needed to be there. Do you think them breaking Katie out was help like what was helpful in the long run or do you think it hurt her in the long run? It hurt her. Mm-hmm. And I think we see it in season five where she's still struggling with her addiction and with grief. Mm-hmm. Because she yeah. never grieved Penny properly and she had people wanting to help her. Was she there was she there voluntarily? No. Oh, mm. Well, that's a th- that's the thing. I might have the, missed that when I was watching it this morning. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's in, in, in episode five where she tried to break out and they drug her. Right, and, right, 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 right. And uh, the thing is, the hospital cannot keep you more than fifteen days. That's what Poppy and and Quentin explained. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they deem you uh, harmful for yourself. That's uh, in fact one of the first time we meet. Uh, Quentin. Yes. So you cannot meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the, here. I'm the. Yeah. It's like the first thing she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think Katie was harmful to herself or others or both? I think she was harmful to herself. Mm. Um, as someone that has been into a psych ward for like two weeks, mm-hmm. I don't see the shame in it, but I can understand also how you don't want to be there. And I've seen people saying, "You cannot keep it more me more than fifteen days," and had to release the person. The person needed help. So they just behave for 15 days and then fuck off? Well, even if they didn't behave. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're not... Um, I hate to use the word crazy, but that's the word they use in the show. Crazy enough to be deemed unable to be in like, society. function in normal society. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they need help and they don't get it. Yeah. And I think that's where Katie is in that gray zone. Sure, yeah. You need help. Not forever, but right now you do. And <laughs> it's a bit like Quentin not getting, keeping his meds. This whole fucking show, this, mm, this whole show would have been fucking solved if every single cast member went to therapy and took it seriously. <laughs> I mean, Quentin's <laughs> depression could have been managed way better if Fog didn't fucking remove his meds. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I've got, I'm still mad about that. I've got a friend, uh, Rhett, who watches the show. They actually, like, semi-introduced me to it. And they are uh, a therapist. And the, the amount of times they've been like, go to therapy at, like, any of the characters. It's just yeah. more than one hand. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, if therapy doesn't work for you, medication doesn't work for you, it's okay. But the thing is, they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my... But anyway, uh, the fact that they knew, like, all that time limit that yeah. this, the, the hospital had, and how... Okay, I hate that they were, use the word crazy because that's so diminutive of what people are living there. Yeah. Uh, but... The and Denise like like the fact that you know that there won't be a problem is it scary? Yes, it is. Sure. And like oh, Kate, uh, not Katie, Poppy and Quentin were like, well, yeah, whatever. 
that's kind of scary. That means that they used it against the system itself for a long time. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. The implications of that are like, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I, I'm going back to the girl that like said like you cannot keep me for 15 days in 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 the ward I went. Mm-hmm. She knew she had the power. I mean, if you know how the system works, you can play the system, right? Yeah. Yeah. And at, at what point is it? It's okay to play the system because not every system is perfect, but also oh, no system's perfect. Yeah. But also, like, is that for you? So, like, I, I like this. I like that they showed this crap because usually it's like, oh, you go to therapy and everything is okay. No. No. <laughs> it can help a whole damn lot. <laughs> yes. It helps, but like, I'm. I'm the kind of person, and I've come to terms that's gonna have to need therapy our whole life. Yeah, you know, and well, there's no shame in that. That's cool. Like exactly, but there are also people that just need it for a certain time, and mm-hmm. it's okay too. Mm-hmm. And we should stop stigmatizing no. it as crazy people go to therapy. Which is well, yeah, it's I don't know, just just it, sometimes you just want to pay a stranger to talk about your problems too. Yeah. Like that that is another option. <laughs> it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then they, 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 they go and pretend that they are doctors and Katie's like, what the fuck is Quentin? Anyway. Um, Quentin was and, so smooth with that sleight of hand, though. That man's a pickpocket. Uh, Quentin doing a sleight of hand is like my sexuality. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, same. Like, as soon as he does, like, he does one card trick and I'm like, card trick and I'm like yeah, all right. All right. I wouldn't kick you out of bed. It's like when he played Push in the season four, I'm oh like, I am obsessed with that segment. Like... It's just, and like anytime, anytime a show like this where like there's so much crazy fantasy stuff going on, anytime there's an element of like, oh, let's just solve this practically, like human beings, like Margot bringing a gun to Villery and like (laughs) Quentin like stealing shit or like playing push and like cheating with his sleight of hand and stuff. It makes me so happy because it's like, that's right. Like these are human beings that can solve things the simplest way That's instead how of like you interact with the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, that one I... part in you can cut this out if this is too much, but like that one part in the book where uh, Plum is like, "Oh my God, we're gonna go to Brickville South. What animal are we going to turn into?" And Quentin's like, "Or we could take a fucking plane." Is one of my favorite moments. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, 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 yes. And, and Plum's like, like oh, "Oh, but what?" And Quentin is like, "A plane." <laughs> Not being a geese again. Yeah. Uh, Quentin. Book Quentin. Professor Quentin. I'm Pro- sorry we never got Quentin. Book. Love it. Um, I think that's what they put Penny as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, totally. And then we... Okay. That's, that's a joke that I never got until this this time, but uh, KD say, like, uh, yeah, did you know, they say that did you know about more, my, my ex, but I don't see him anymore. Really funny. Uh, really funny, Katie. <laughs> the show is too much sometimes. <laughs> there's like so many little jokes that get buried with like all of like Margot's like clever one-liners and stuff, and there's like little shit like that that it does take like two or three viewings of an episode, and you're like, oh shit, no, that's funny. Yeah, and, and so so much like cleverness. I'm like, if I didn't like sit down and analyze the show, I would never have seen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then after that, we uh, go to Pady and Penny. 
<laughs> Katie and Penny. And Penny basically admit like, we need you to talk to Ariat and we're using you. That but is, I'm... I still don't know how to feel about the fact that they only busted Katie out I'm when okay they needed help. Is it because, but the, my thing is like from the other character's perspective, was it because... Katie was never really not not never really part of the group. That's not quite the, the way to phrase it. But like, was it because Katie was just kind of gone from the room, and they were like, we have way more to focus on, or was it because they were like, Katie needs help. Let's leave her there. We you know what I mean? Not three oh seven. That is pre pre all that Josh, where they realized they forgot Josh. Don't even get me started. <laughs> and but the thing is, there's so tunnel vision about the the quest. Mm-hmm. That anything that is not the quest, take a side side sidewalk. Yeah, and I guess Penny was the only one that was like close, close, close to Katie, and he was dealing with his own shit. A bit of, of the Penny whole. Penny didn't care about the magic. He even tell to Quentin. Mm-hmm. Like not everyone's about saving magic. Yeah. And I I think that. A couple of episodes after, maybe after all that judge, they were like, wait, what happened to Katie? <laughs> oh, hold on. A, guys, well, hold on a sec. <laughs> I think, or I think Julia would have started to be worried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Julia but, um, is very much like, she's she's grown so much, she's almost like the peacemaker now. Oh, yeah, she is. Of like, hold on, guys. Hold on. Let's wait. <laughs> the thing is, um, Katie will call him on his sacrificial tendencies. Sacrificial tendencies. Ooh, I had to write it down. Um, that Penny sacrificed himself for the greater goal all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Penny suicidal? I don't think he's suicidal so much as I think he has something similar to season one, season two, Elliot, where he's just, he's got a bit of a slow death wish. Where, like, he doesn't care if he lives or dies. Like, he wouldn't be mad if he fucking died. So, like, why not? Like, it doesn't matter if I put myself in a dangerous situation or not. It just doesn't matter. Like, might as well. <laughs> and I think Katie's the first time someone said, hey, your death affects other people. Yeah, I think for the most part, especially with Penny, I think it's not that he's never gotten called out on it before, although it's rare, like all of it shit before, although it is rare. I think a lot of it is he's never gotten called out by somebody he cares about. Mm. Because he tends to push people away. That's my theory, anyway. <laughs> no, that, that makes sense because he only listened to Katie. Yeah. And I, I like that uh, he's got he's making uh, Katie scream for someone to notice her and like yeah. try to take the key and then knock him. And I like this part because <laughs> you know that that the scream therapy that that primal scream. Yeah. I do that sometimes when I have too much anxiety. I will scream him in a pillow. Yeah, oh, sure. So, like, I like that, like, it was not his intention, but, like, Katie needed to scream. Yeah, no, she needed a moment to just <laughs> fucking lose it. <laughs> like... I'm happy that Penny gave her the space to do it. And then punch someone and say, go team. And yeah, like, go team. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, think, I think any chance Katie has to punch somebody, she is more than happy to. Like, I think yes. that was a nice one-two of, oh, I feel much better. I've yelled a bunch, and now I can just and fucking whack someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and after that, she's like, oh, no, I'm better, I'm clearer, and now that I'm out of there. And mm-hmm. I think also because the medication wore off. Uh, oh, yeah, that probably has something to do with it. <laughs> um, but then Penny say, like, oh, I don't forget time with you. And Katie say you should. 
And it made me think, does Katie regret her time with Penny? Or she re she thinks the pain that she's feeling right now is not worth it? I don't know. Um, I think I think with Katie, I, I think when Katie does blow up, it's it's everything that's bothering her at once. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily think she's just saying that because she's mad, but I think it was like a little thing she might have thought, like have a passing thought with, and that was like. Mm -hmm. the one thing that she she could like focus on even if it wasn't necessarily true like even if she knows it's not necessarily true but on the other hand maybe she does think it is or you know? maybe it is it's just like i don't regret having had depression and having anxiety because it formed who i am mm -hmm. but i don't wish it to anybody no yeah, no, that, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and I think, like, part of, I think part of also she always got scared of commitment. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, 100%. But, she's very, I mean, it's scary to let somebody in, especially if you, like, Penny and Katie, especially if they're, like, that closed off because society or their upbringing and everyone thing else has taught them to be. That's terrifying. And the thing is, it took Penny to say, okay, I'm going to the Underworld for, for Katie to say, that she cared because every time uh, Penny say I love you she's like go away or, <laughs> I love you thanks <laughs> or like okay or something happened she never said I love you back oh I didn't notice that yeah shit <laughs> and that's the moment she says like I cannot be happy without you like it's the first time that she acknowledged mm -hmm. that she's miserable without it yeah I mean she loves Penny <laughs> despite what she thinks uh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and and then we're going to uh, the end of that sequence with Puppy thinking that you can stop a panic attack with sex. That's just, I mean, it's a distraction, yes. but like, my dude, don't, don't fucking, don't, Poppy stop is basically what it comes across. I, I truly think they only put that scene because in the book canon, Poppy and Quentin are a couple. Yeah, probably. Also, like, Jason, Ralph, and Felicia Day were very attractive people. Let's. <laughs> he looked like a good kisser. Oh my god, he really did. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I do. Do you, do you think the writers are like looking at the show and being like, "Ooh, no one's banged in a couple of episodes." All right, who can we throw at who? <laughs> but the thing, and I know, like a lot of fans were like, "What the fuck, Quentin?" Because like it's uh, two episodes after the mosaic. And at the time, we didn't know everything that happened. Yeah. So we thought that they were still acknowledging or like battling their inner, like, what the fuck happened. But yeah. now that we know that Elliot rejected him. Yeah. Yeah. Rebound sex. Yeah. Like, not only is it a rebound sex, but like, let's also take into account that Quentin Coldwater is a horny, horny boy. He oh, is yeah. basically if a fuckboy was sad. Like, he is always getting it. He is like, never gonna say no to some nice nice banging like <laughs> i think <laughs> i think a lot of people forget like just how like horny on main quentin can get um yeah. i mean he's calmed down after like the first seasons because he's grown as a character and also like aged a little bit but like that boy was that boy was like yeah all right sex cool sweet <laughs> i mean having sex with alice i wouldn't mind 
Oh my god, who wouldn't? <laughs> and I mean, in the book, they even say like when they started to date uh, Quentin and Alice, people they were always like at the top of the the, the cottage, and people just assumed they were always banging. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> wouldn't and you? They were. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I just, yeah, I truly think that this part of like Poppy blocking him and blah 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 was truly just for Buchanan. Okay, we acknowledge that Poppy and Quentin had a thing. Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. That yeah, you're probably right. Like just a little. Oh, here we go. Here's a little treat for the book people, and a little exactly. treat for people who want to see Jason Ralph and Felicia Day kissing. Sweet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, speaking of, uh, let's stay on Earth with Finn and uh, Frey for a uh, for a moment. Oh gosh! Uh, oh my God! Oh, we have so much to get through. This episode is so much. <laughs> yeah, this, this episode will be long, y'all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you can cut out every time I go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, poor Frey, poor Finn. Oh. Oh my, my God! Babies. It's oof. Yeah. That was a one-two gut punch. Yeah, but let's start with uh, <laughs> Ben coming back from the square of time. The square of time. It that was so good. Like that. <laughs> Anytime they put like a Felorian in like like the fish out of water like Felorian on Earth scenario, and it's almost always Fen because Brittany Kern is fucking great. Uh, it's so fucking funny to me. Um, I was joking with Brittany, uh, we recorded 305 together, mm. how we wanted, like, uh, an episode of just Fen, Frey, and Todd in New York. <laughs> I would pay money to see that. And, like, Todd <laughs> calling Elliot dad was the funniest fucking thing to me. <laughs> that was a slip-up of the actor. Really? That was not scripted. Oh, my God. So, them just keeping it up was like oh my god it's like when you call your teacher mom which i think everyone has done at like third or fourth grade at some point like yeah Yeah. and i love the cat joke about like they're ugly because now that we have seen the movie it's really fucking funny Uh, (laughs) what yeah well uh, oh cats yeah yeah, yeah, cats yeah yeah i pee on me yeah 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 that's new the Cats itself, like the people, the humans and grease paint and stuff, even in the 80s, is always like it just hits that uncanny valley peak for me. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same reason that I'm genuinely, this is gonna sound weird, but I'm genuinely terrified of Matt Bomer, the actor. He frightens me because he looks too much like a living mannequin, and I just don't. (laughs) It's it's the exact same fight or flight response I get from cats in general. Not like animal cats, but like the musical, either like the terrifying CGI abomination or the people in tights. It's just a no-go for me. (laughs) Uncanny Valley is so right. Huh? It's terrifying. And I like that they they didn't question the fact that the cats were talking because they're used to talking animals. Yeah, and also like... I'm kind of surprised that like, did they like go in expecting it was going to be like the white stag? sort of deal in terms of like they were actually going to be cats <laughs> that like look like Maybe. that <laughs> or not white stag the winter's doe sorry i don't know what it is the one that like wished quentin back oh oh oh, oh. yeah 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 sorry i just but, uh... i just finished uh reading codex by love grossman and there's like a white stag a stag knight in it so that's like where my brain <laughs> went <laughs> um and i love that the 
Elliot is like super creeped out by like by how like happy Finn is. And yeah, like, he's ah, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but it's mostly like, we, oh yeah, last time I saw you, I didn't have married Clinton. That's cool. I think, I think <laughs> Elliot is really, really good with just taking those feelings and putting them in a box and just fucking ignoring them. Yep. Mar- Margo is too. Hap- we see what happened in season four. Um, but he said like, oh, I'm happy you had some bonding time. And like trying to be nice to Frey. Yeah, like he he that's was. That's Papa Hell. Yeah, yeah, that's Papa Elliot. That's Elliot who raised a kid who had who was with Ariel. That he probably talked with Ariel about Fen. You yeah. know, like yeah. I think that's like that's mosaic Elliot that we see here. Yeah, I just I I I genuinely think Elliot would have been slash was in the mosaic episode a good dad. Um, mm-hmm. But I really I really like that Elliot. He didn't necessarily, like, he didn't want to really get married to Fen. He didn't necessarily want to have a kid, but he had to. And he he's he started to take it in stride. He's like, you know what? I'm going to try the best. Like, it's not their fault. And I do want to be a good dad. So let's just fucking go. Um, The whole, like, when Frey was like, or when Elliot said something along the lines of, um, like, oh, like, I hope, like, I hope I'm like a cool person or whatever. And Frey was like, well, I think I might grow to despise you less with time. And Elliot was like, let's go with that. That was like really touching. Yeah. It was two people that don't acknowledge their emotions, acknowledging their emotions. Exactly. <laughs> and and uh, like, we're going to see that again in season five when Elliot discovered that Julia's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And his reaction is, is, is like just saying like, it's just a be- like being pregnant is just a beautiful It's so good. Thing. And like that's Papa Elliot and Ariel, and oh my God, my heart is melting. Yeah, I. Uh, Elliot being soft with kids is like something I well not for that phrase a kid, but it's something I didn't realize I needed until like you know, Papa Elliot came through, and I was like, oh damn, this is good shit. <laughs> I had like I, I'm in love with Ariel, and she appeared five seconds. Uh- <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> going back to the press yes, oh you're jumping all over the place uh, it's okay that's what editing is for um, <laughs> Margot uh, tell uh, Todd that make sure that she doesn't see the eggs and then they go back to Fillory yeah like what Margot Margo, what made you think it was a good idea to tell Todd like I'm sure she was just desperate and he did like the first person there but also like it's Todd I know. It's fucking taught. Like, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, guess they're going to find out. <laughs> I kind of think she wanted him. Like, they needed was... time. I think they needed time to go back there. Uh-huh. But I think Marco wanted Todd to fuck up. Maybe he wanted... something on it? I think he wanted... Maybe she wanted Fen to find them. Not Frey. Oh, okay. So it was like a calculated move. Margot is too smart to give something to Todd that matters. Yeah, because I was like, what the fuck, Margot? <laughs> I, I truly think that they needed to buy time and go back to to Fillory and assess what they needed to assess. But yeah, that makes they, sense. They needed also the, the eggs to reappear when the, they were with the fairy queen. What they didn't expect is Frey doing what she did. Yeah, that whole thing <laughs> well uh that's the thing like Frey discovered that and uh she said to uh she said to um Finn, like i was not kidnapped you bartered me away and which is what a deal. 
yeah, what a punch to the gut for fucking Fen, because, like, right. Fen didn't do it. Exactly, but like, also, it's also how the story are told by winners. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Second World War will be different if Nazi Germany have won. Yeah, like, to quote Hamilton, you have no control who lives or dies or tells your story. Exactly, and I think... Thank you, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> uh, you're perfect, Lin. But I think uh, he, she was told your parents abandoned you. Mm-hmm. Probably. Well, pro- she probably got abandoned by her parents, because that's another thing that she lied. But- yeah, and I mean, like, classic fairy deal. You sell your fucking firstborn. That's just a thing that happens in fantasy. Exactly, and the thing is, I think this was more in at Frey's real parents, because that's the thing, Frey is mad that they lied to her, knowing that she's lying to them. Well, yeah, it's okay if you do it, but if somebody else does it, fuck them. <laughs> exactly, but that's the thing, I think <laughs> Frey was more mad, like, saying, like, oh, you bartered me away, it's a fair... I think she she was mad at her real parents, not at them. Maybe. I also, like, I have I have been that person where I'm like, oh, it's totally fine for me to do it, but when someone else does it, then, like, how fucking dare they? Like, I have been that person in some pretty mm-hmm. shitty situations. <laughs> well, it showed also how brainwashed she is to believe that the fairy queen will ever... Exactly. Yeah. But then, I love, then... love Frey. I'm glad she got her little happy ending. She, she's, a, she's an interesting side character. Yeah. I wish we could see her more, but at the same time, I'm happy they leave her alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let I, let somebody in this cast be happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we were talking about uh, uh, sorting the character. Fan being a uh, fan being a Hufflepuff is for this quote: "Family is about loyalty." Ooh. Fan is is all about loyalty, and that's. That's she is, she no you're right she is a hundo about loyalty it's in a like, bad way like everything in too much extremes or whatever I yeah. said earlier but that's the thing like despite everything happening she's still loyal to Elliot in season five when Margot say I left you dying in the past I can't wait to unpack where... that episode by the way oh <laughs> but um that's where fans loyalty stopped i think that was yeah i think that was also a point where fen stopped being you're right like stopped being like oh i'm loyal to you as like a subject or whatever and now just like sees her more as an equal i i think there was this veneration and this like i'm gonna be loyal because that's what i have to do yeah to uh oh you don't value what i'm doing fuck you yeah <laughs> you should <laughs> But, Which, like, in a fen way, so, like, in a nice way. <laughs> because it's just fen. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, the, the fen goes to warn Elliot and Margot about it. And uh, we learned that, um, that it's complicated because, like, Frey is using, is taking the egg Thing, like you use the kids against her but not realizing that the queen was using her against them mm-hmm. it's the same it's the exact same scenario like they were both in a way they were both literally doing the same thing yeah and like Elliot saying like no I won't sacrifice the life of children 
for my own. That's Papa L show anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And like, like Elliot in general has grown into so much more of a compa- I mean, everyone on the show has grown, which is what I fucking love about the show. But like, he's grown into such a compassionate person. And to be quite frank, like a really good king, a really good dad, a really good king. Like, yeah, you guys got it all. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I think that the, at that moment, Margot realized something changed because you see it in her face, like what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before it was always right or die with Margot, but this time he said no. Yeah, let's not put some people in danger. Yeah, I mean they're 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 starting to they they're not starting to, but they have they've diverged from their like mean girls trope, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, summer the subtleties in Summer Bichelle's acting is so fucking on point. I love that girl. Just like the little shifts. I mean, everyone but, in this cast, but like. But see, that's why I love Margot and I hated Janet. Sure. Janet was Janet was evil for being evil. Yeah, she was just a bitch. <laughs> While Margot is a bitch, but there's layers underneath. Yeah. Yeah, like I think it didn't take. It, it took me. Personally, while reading the books, it took me um, until Janet explained the whole story for me to be like, oh, there's a whole other, there's an actual person in there. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and what is, uh, like, then Freire get betrayed and it's super, super sad, but what is even sadder is then the fairy queen say, you betray your parent, how can I trust you? Basically, she twisted fate for his intention to keep the power over her mm-hmm. <laughs> fairies man i fucking fairy love a good man. fairy plot <laughs> that's, that's where that's the moment where uh free becomes loyal to fan instead because fan yep. is the only one that showed her love out of because she could yeah unconditional just hey i um, love you yeah you deserve love you're human yeah you know and that's why that's when she said, like, oh, I'm not your, I'm not your, your child. And all the power of the fairy queen goes away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Brittany Curran, um, um, acting on that is just, whoo. God. I'm like so. You, feel the I'm, you see. The yeah. Break. Yeah. I'm so fucking glad they use Fen more. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad they, they're not necessarily they realized, but I'm glad they could make room for the gift that is Fen and Brittany Curran, honestly. Like, goddamn, I love me some Fen. <laughs> Don't start me on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Elliot listening after that and holding Fen and, like, like saying, like, I was a shitty husband and you deserve so much more. Yeah. Like, Papa L, Mosaic L, come back. It's, it, what a good scene. And any, any chance... Any chance L like any any chance we see Elliot being vulnerable, I just I eat up like it's a breakfast quiche. Like it It's just it's so especially with Fen, because you see most of like I feel like the vast majority of what we see with Fen and Elliot, especially in the beginning, is just Elliot being like, Ah, oh, I guess I gotta fucking marry this broad da 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 But like they've slowly it's nice to kind of see how they're like really, really good friends. And how they much they care the for each other. Yeah. Exactly. Like, they made the best out of a really well, shitty situation. And they never really blamed the other person for it. Mm-hmm. And that I really, really appreciate. Because it would have been I so like- easy for Elliot to be like, No, fuck you, friend. Like, every fucking day. L- like uh, what Margot do with Fomar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, alright. 
Whatever. Right, okay. No, this is hot at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's talk a bit about Margot and Elliot because we didn't go. Um, oh, we gotta. When they're they're not sure, like, should we trust Dick or no for um, for covering our ass while we're on Earth? And uh, one of them say like, oh, Dick is a, a manipulative bitch. Blah blah. They trust him, which is heartbreaking because we know he's gonna betray them. They here's the thing though they. I think they trust him enough because they know that in that certain like situation, like Tick Tick puts puts himself and the Pickwicks in general first, no matter what. And I think mm-hmm. I think Margot and Elliot are smart enough to be like, no, Tick is gonna be with us on this one because if we get fucked, then either the Pickwicks are next or like he gets fucked. So he's going to have to work with us and do you know what I mean? I don't I don't really think that there was a but Ooh, but can you trust me? No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, Pickwick is another character I really, really like just because he's so shifty. Like, you you don't necessarily know. Um, and he's hilarious. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think... I don't think they ever really trusted Pickwick. It was just a matter of, like, we didn't think we were going to have to have a life or death situation. Yeah. With that dude, I think it's kind of what yeah. it is. And also, um, there's like there's a moment where uh, Elliot and Margot just said like what they have to do with the bathtub and blah blah blah. And Elliot just asked like, "Are we just making things worse?" Yeah. And Margot gets mad, saying like, "Oh, there was sacrifice, but like Elliot has sacrificed more than Margot at, at that moment." He spent a whole life with Quentin, sacrificed this beautiful moment, you know? Oh, like, just to get the key? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that part of him say, him saying, like, should stepping away be better? Mm-hmm. Is him just taking a moment to step down and say, like, what are we doing? Which... I'm sorry, but season one and two, Elliot will never have done. No, no. He's, like I said, season three shows how much they've grown, slash, they grow so much in season three. And I fuck. This is, it's a part of why season three is my favorite. Yeah, me too. Um, I actually have not really a note, but like, I just wanted to touch on the point that like Margot's, it was during that where like Elliot's like, why don't we step down? And Margot goes, you don't quite understand my situation though. Like, you have had this handed to you and I have had to fight tooth and nail to get respect, to get what I want, to to be where I am. And there is no fucking way I am giving this up. Yeah, like I chose to be high queen. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful because it's... technically we always see queens at entitled and not earning their... Yeah, and it's it's almost the opposite. Not, not like I'm not dismissing Elliot. I'm not saying he was a he's a bad king or anything. He's a very good king, but he was he really was. He was literally handed it. Yeah. Um. And Margo was like, "Oh, I'm your second in command. I'm gonna fucking ride this bitch." Like. <laughs> and uh, and then like everything with Fennin and happened, and Margo get Mama Bear on Fen and say like, "Fuck you, you heard Fen. I'm gonna kill you." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then after that, we learned that the fairy queen made them look weird for the people of Fittery revolting. Oh, yeah, full and on that's what I, it, Yeah, <laughs> but what, that's what I love about the fairy queen, and it's not the first time we see that. Her 
plans take time. Mm-hmm. Well, she's got all the time in the world. She's fucking how old? Yeah, exactly. But like, she take time to build and create plans instead of rushing and like kidnapping eggs go like yeah. no no like she has already three step ahead from you it's it's very much the long con versus and i mean of course elliot and Margot are and like and and the rest of the cast of course they're like they're smart enough to like take their time and do that but like nine times out of ten they're gonna go the impulse route yeah and they're gonna act on their feelings yeah even if some of them think they're Thinking about it logically, Alice, they're going to act on their feelings, <laughs> and they're just gonna fucking go. And yeah, um, well, it's really interesting to see the juxtaposition between that and the fairy king queen's whole shit. And, yeah, and let's talk about acting on impulsion and Alice. Um, this whole episode, <laughs> I I love me I love me some Alice. Uh, I I love me some what the fuck Alice? Come on, moment. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a moment where, um, uh, like, folks say, like, what you, uh, like, what are you doing is stupid, and, um, and then say, I'm gonna put that in under untitled million. Uh, I'm going to file. Shit. I am going to file that under under. I'm going to file that under entitled millennial bullshit, which is probably one of my number one favorite quotes from the entire yep. show. It's yep. so good. It's yep. so. It's. It seems like such a throwaway line, but like I lost my goddamn mind when I saw that yep. <laughs> or heard that. Yep. And how it was meant, it was not like oh fucking millennials, just like millennials, you know, like the yeah. Fog. Fog is never. Fog is tired, and fog needs a nap. And that was yeah. kind of his. That's it. That's his character. Like, all right, you know what? Why not? Why not? This might as well happen. Fuck. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like. <laughs> but then uh, you see, like, what you do or won't work, and. Julia say you don't know that and he said I know more than you yeah and this is a show like some like time on the field also makes like you what you read in book don't always happen no I've been here longer than you bitch yeah like this is an experience thing I have literally been on this planet longer than you I am a master magician but sure, go ahead. <laughs> no, exactly. And I'll like dismiss time. And we kind of do that in our culture of not values um, elders' knowledge. Oh, totally. While others do, other culture do. And mm-hmm. I think that's just a little yeah, show we, over here. <laughs> we, could, we could probably work on that a little bit. Or just not dismissing yeah. people for their age in general. Like, maybe be a little cool around people and just listen. <laughs> you, you should see, uh, you should see right now at work uh, we are um negotiating a new collective agreement mm. and how they dismiss the younger so my generation mm-hmm. because we're new and of we're course young. yeah and you haven't until, been there yeah but until they realize that we're more than them yeah we we outnumber you guys you guys are old and so dying when we said no <laughs> when we said no to the first agreement they were like oh shit yeah <laughs> Guess what? There's no. more of us, and you're dying. So, TikTok, <laughs> exactly. bitch. <laughs> um, but then Irene, Irene decided to uh, help Julia because they need to find Alex. Yes. And I, uh, Irene decided to help them without explaining what the powder is. No, why and would she, you do that? But she used the fact that they don't have time. Mm-hmm. Much, much like Katie, or much like a puppy joining the quest with Quentin. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have time. There's a lot 
most of the villains in the show are incredibly opportunistic too. If and and yeah, and good at um, using the circumstances against them. Using the what? I'm sorry. The circumstances. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta you gotta turn that into something that will work to your advantage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't remember who said that. Well, I almost blew a werewolf, so technically I would have magic. Oh, that was Professor Sunderland. Which, okay. by the way, uh, as a sidebar, the entire time it took me five seasons to realize it was not Professor Sunderland, or it was not Professor Lipson, which I thought was her fucking name because the actress's name is Elle Lipson, I think. No, somebody, somebody in the writing room, it, last name is Lipson. Elle Lipson, the, yeah, but there's the Professor Sunderland. I thought it was the there's same. There's a Professor Sunderland and there's Professor Lipson, but they're yeah. not the same person. And I lost. I I'm so mad at myself. I'm like, I'm a terrible magicians fan. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, if the theory is um, creature have magic but not magician. Yes. Josh is a werewolf. That's an Doesn't STD. That's an STD though. He's not technically creature, no, no, right? No, 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 oh no! Werewolf. But that line. Oh. Oh hey. That line. I think like she. Yeah, there is like we can say it's a plot hole, but let's go with. She thought any creature would have magic back. Yeah, let's let's go with that. Oh shit! Oh damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dosh doesn't have magic. No. Or maybe he would have magic as a werewolf. Oh, like on the full moon. Mm-hmm. You can just master cast and try to like kill people. <laughs> Though when we saw in season five, when it's the day of the full moon, Margot couldn't cast well. She was werewolf PMSing. Oh yeah, it wasn't working because her circumstances were off. Her own circumstances were off, do you think? Oh, uh, you're right. Because she was a wolf? Or almost wolf? She was wolfing! She did some wolfy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just... This just... I was like, wait, what? Just Hold the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. I'm a terrible magician. I'm a terrible Josh stan. I didn't fucking think about that. <laughs> Like, I, I, I read the script while watching the show, so it helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, there is a battle between Alice and Julia, and I love that uh, Alice called Julia Buffy uh, Edwidge. Uh, oh, no, it was the vampire dude who was like, I do not got time for this yes. bullshit. I am out. <laughs> um, and I don't and blame that guy. To, and but it, it goes back to Sunderland saying like I almost blew a werewolf like people being desperate and even the the, the vampire is like you don't feel, feel like a twilight girl that I am seeing usually yeah like I think that guy didn't want to do it because he could see the desperation and how you're gonna backfire on him later yeah I think I think like I think necessarily it was like okay I have the money and I need the money and money is great but also like I'm giving you a second chance so you're right when that when you do decide you don't want it you won't go fucking coming for me or if you yeah. do, I could have been like, well, I told you. Like, exactly. that, that vampire is the MVP, because he, he he did everything right. He got out. He gave a warning. <laughs> like, he said, are you sure? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last thing I had is about how I like this moment where Julia and Alice bond over their trauma. Mm-hmm. Both of them acknowledging, oh, you're hurting. And that's why you need or you don't, like, that's why the magic you have is complicated. Yeah. 
like when uh, when Julia say I still see Reynard in my dream, and and Alice say, oh really? I think Julia understood for the first time why um, she gave it away. Because mm-hmm. before, like she was like, oh, you have magic and you're giving it away, like you're ungrateful with magic. No, bitch, there's more than that. <laughs> there is, yeah, there is so much more. Yeah, and Alice definitely did, like, I think that was the moment where Alice was like, oh, shit, okay, okay. And I, I get it Alice, now. Also, Alice acknowledging that she's she's scared and don't know what she's doing mm-hmm. the first time in the show. Yeah. At the moment, and she needed someone to say, but, like, Quentin would have not listened to her. No, Quentin would have been like, you're fine, it's okay, let's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I totally agree. I, she needed- I think it's a gift whenever the writers pair people up that we normally don't see together because mm-hmm. every single time that happens, there's always these beautiful moments where you're like, Oh, hold on. These guys are all friends. It's not just going to be Julia and Katie or Julia and Quentin. And it's not just going to be um, Alice and Quentin. Like yeah, and it's think- just, it's everyone just reacting to each other. Whenever we do get the, it's a big ass cast. So whenever we do get those moments of the people that don't normally necessarily hang out together, it's mm-hmm. so nice. Like Julia and Elliot or Alice, uh, Julia and uh, Fen. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah, or Alice Josh and Elliot, Julia. or like Katie and Alice. Yeah, that was really cool. Like it's little things like that, and almost always I've noticed, almost always when they do get a chance to have that, there's always a revelation between those two characters, either within themselves or with the other with uh, with mm-hmm. the other person. Right. And it's it's so nice. <laughs> and I, I really like that. And the. Um, um, full like full cast episode where they all meet each other. It's rare. It's yeah. It's, it's magic. Glorious. It's just magic. Um, it's glorious. God, I love this fucking show. My God. <laughs> uh, it's time for like to Divina. So just as a reminder, it's a practice where we read secretly a text that this time will be the script. There mm-hmm. is four steps that we're going to go through one of the uh, line of the episode. And then let me go at random and find a line. Uh, we tried a delicacy called pizza at an eatery that was family style. <laughs> that one will be hard. Okay. First step, what is literally happening? Uh, Fen's being fucking hilarious. No, um, <laughs> Fen discovers something new. Well, the whole fam- family plus Todd, yeah, discovers something new. Yeah, yeah that's it, pretty much it. Fen, Fen discovering pizza in a family style restaurant. Uh, okay, an allegory. What story reminds you other? Um, I'm gonna reread the sentence. We tried a delicacy called pizza and an eatery that was family style. It reminds me of Hunger Games. The first time Katniss eats in the train when the first time she's going to the capital and oh, she eats yeah. all that food that she never ate and is so rich that like Mitch has to say like you're gonna puke. Step down. <laughs> yeah, it it almost makes me wonder, like, at what point was Todd there to be like, hey, it's, like, it's, fucking, you can't see everything. Like, it, I guess to Fen, like, Times Square must have been like Willy Wonka's fucking chocolate factory. 
Because there was like so much. There everything okay, happens. <laughs> in Times Square, there's a Disney store. Then in a Disney store. Yeah, that yeah. sounds dangerous. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, yeah, I, I think I don't know. It remind me of like this. Wow, what is this thing? It's a soup. It's a cream soup, but she never had it. Candace, yeah, yeah. But she's so poor. So that's what it reminds me. Uh, what about you? God, I don't. I don't know. I, I've I've got nothing. The only thing it's I was in Chicago over the weekend, and so the only thing I can think about is how deep dish pizza is dope as fuck. Like that's literally the only thing on my mind. <laughs> well, uh, the the third step. It, what does it remind you in your life? Deep dish pizza. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's for those not in the states. Uh, Chicago was super famous for their deep dish pizza. Um, there's this place that uh, my comedy group, whenever we get invited to go do uh, festivals and stuff, um, we, a huge crew of us always go, not me, I unfortunately haven't, but they always go to this place uh, called Gino's to get this deep dish pizza. And it's like a staple, like deep dish pizza in Chicago is like a fucking thing you do. <laughs> and what is a deep dish pizza? Exactly? It's basically like if, if pizza was a pie like it's it's in like a podcast Stick. yeah it's in it's in more of like a a, a pan instead of like a little platform Ooh. and it's yeah it's just it's like, what if pizza was a savory pie i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite right and you're gonna get hate mail from people being like no but it's... oh well <laughs> um honestly for me it reminds me when um when I was young, we didn't have a lot of money, but like once a week, we would go in a Dunkin' Donut, eat a yeah. soup. Yeah. And it was like a family experience. It was a treat. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this like family style restaurant grew I during the yeah. 90s. I wonder if Fen saw like the word family style and was like, we have to go there. We're a family. And like. <laughs> and, and I totally think it is. And she saw like family bond together and eat together. And yeah. she never had that. Oh, that's and, impressing. I love it. Yeah. So what do we call for? Yeah. I yeah. Me, um, I'm totally going to eat pizza when we finish this. I'm going to heat some up, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're having a party tonight and we're eating pizza. Hell yeah. Um, I, I think for me, what it, it makes me is like to just to have a moment like with my family, either like my me and my husband or my big family with my brother sister like have a moment and we all sit down and eat together yeah i mean we that's had that since uh, christmas yeah that's i mean that's a big pinnacle of i think any culture like food and eating food with your family is a thing across like literally everywhere but i find and maybe you're you're gonna tell me i'm wrong but i find the u.s people find eating more a burden like in Paris and like um, I'm like French uh, French Canadians. Yeah. We were introduced by uh, we had the French culture more than uh, Anglophone Canadian, but we can eat literally four hours. Mm-hmm. Like I I had dinner that were four or five hours. That bread set insane. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, first of all, I'm I'm Canadian. I've been chilling in the states for a while but like i think i think it also might depend on the area like maybe some places bigger that aren't like food is a very big midwest thing like 
You're gonna you're gonna have some hot dishes. You're gonna have some casseroles. All of that stereotypical bullshit. <laughs> I admit that set is a New Yorker where you eat on the metro between two. Oh sure. Oh, there's definitely still an aspect of that. Yeah, but like, you gotta get that tater tot hot dish over here in the Midwest. Oh, you betcha. Like, <laughs> sitting down and like enjoying a meal with people you love. I feel called to do that more. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly just a big. With some exceptions to the rule, I think it's mostly just like a uh, holiday thing. Mm-hmm. See, for me, like when I was young, every single night we close the TV, close the radio, sit down at least forty minutes, and mm-hmm. eat and talk about our day. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. I mean, I've like hung out with my like we I've eaten obviously with my family, but like I don't think we've ever like there's always something going on. That's interesting. And uh, for us, it was a ritual. That's cool. That definitely brings you closer together. Oh, yes. Um, So, yeah, now it's time for the vase and the flower, which is uh, an expression meaning you don't give the vase and the flower at the same time. You Mm -hmm. don't give a baguette and compliment. So, uh, what will be yours? Ooh. But I'm gonna give my 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 vase and my flowers, but my vase will go to Poppy. Just yeah, and to think that sleeping with him will calm his anxiety and yeah, fucking check yourself, Poppy. I just I I check yourself, Quentin too. Like yeah, um, and I'm gonna give my flower to Fan because she needs one and a hug. Aww. I think I'm going to give my flower to Elliot, I think, for just being a fucking, at the, trying, yeah. you know, just, just trying, because um, I, I can't decide if I wanted to give it to Penny or Katie, so I'll give it to Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> None of you can have it. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, my, I think my vase might go to Poppy or Todd. I'm going to say Todd. Like. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You are yeah. a fucking terrible liar. Get your shit together. I love you so much. Shut up. Is kind of the sitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to give an extra flower to Frey for telling the truth at the end. Yeah. Yeah, realizing how the truth matters. Yeah, she can get like a little peony. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to plug or where can we find you? Uh, same old. Um, I guest host the uh, O Feeling, which is a podcast focusing on survivors, either um, survivors of natural disasters or um, serial killers. It depends on the stories. Um, some of them are really funny. Some of them are not. So prepare yourself going in. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. And where can we find you on uh, on Twitter? Oh, you can find me on the Tweetster uh, at Chasing Cats, cat with a K. Uh, it's a lot of shit posting. But... And that's where you can blame for uh, my knowledge of deep dish pizza. Yeah. Hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I asked them. There's got there's got to be a deep dish pizza, and you're in Montreal, right? Yeah. There's gotta be. There's no fucking way there's not a deep dish sure. pizza in. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go in a quest for that. Yeah, let me and know. Let me, let me <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, 
thank you for joining me and helping me uh, patch a uh, hole. I really, really enjoy talking with you. So no always problem. Yeah, you're a sweetheart. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, uh, the listeners enjoy me swearing a lot and making a lot of weird mm, noises. So oh, they're gonna, they're gonna have to because announcement: you and Jasper will be my co-hosts for season four and five. I'm gonna have you uh, two as steady hosts. Yay! Because uh, uh, I really enjoy being with you, and it's less trouble to have two people than thirteen. Trying to it's hurting cats. Not <laughs> not that not that everyone wasn't cool, but like if you if you put more people into equation, it's gonna get harder. Um, yeah, Jasper seems like a sweet. We only just started talking because of uh the wonderful cast, but she's a sweetheart. Yes, I love her. <laughs> she's a sweetheart with a gun. She's Margo. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna use that. A sweetheart with a gun. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, yeah. This has been Philorian United. Once again, I want to thank Stu Chase for helping me uh, fill a spot when one of my guests couldn't because their uh, child was sick. And this was pre-pandemic. So, um, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, also, if you want to join us, you can join us at Philorian's on Twitter, so at Florians with an S. And if you want to support the show, we are on Ko-fi, so it's ko-fi.com dash Florians. And now for the secret at the end. Did you know that most of the magic tricks that we see are actually done by special effects on set and not in CGI? They try to make it so the actor can feel better the magic and also cost less in CGI. <laughs>